4: Hey everybody, I'm Victoria Moran and welcome to Main Street Vegan right here on Unity Online Radio. It is so wonderful to have you all with us today. Those of you who are listening live and in person on a Wednesday afternoon, we have a call-in number, 888 6489 and would love to have you join in the conversation. Right now, I am conversing with my lovely sometimes co-host, Alicia Leeds Myers of ElephantBelly.com. Hey there, Alicia. Hey, Victoria. What a beautiful day here in New York. It is a beautiful day, but I had a shocking experience. What happened? I was on the subway and there was an ad. Now, I've seen ads for this organization before because it's called DNAinfo.com, and I thought that meant something you could go to and learn about your DNA. But it's not that. It's the Downtown Neighborhood Association, which always attracts my attention. I love individual businesses, love little shops, really like supporting downtown New York City because after 9-11 and now after the hurricane a month ago, it just makes me feel like what I ought to be doing is doing my Christmas shopping in downtown New York City. But today, when I saw the ad in the subway, it said, and I am quoting, give your boyfriend a lesson in how to bring home the bacon. Pig Butchering Classes at the Meat Hook in Williamsburg. For more gift ideas from neighborhood stores, go to DNAInfo.com. I was horrified and devastated. What does that do to you? Well, it kind of makes my stomach turn over to think about
5: that as a gift that someone might want to give to somebody else to celebrate the holiday season. Um, And it really... Brings up the issue of how do we how do we create our priorities around what's important to us? I too believe in supporting local businesses. It's so important to me to keep, especially New York, on the mom and pop side. But when mom and pop are bringing in live animals and you're going to kill them, I
4: start to have a real problem with that. It's uh, it's such a complex issue. The first thing that came to me was it's pigs. Now, I know that no animal deserves to be killed. We're talking sentience here, not intelligence. And yet, pigs, pigs are so brilliant, so incredibly aware. The scientists who supposedly know these things and rank everybody – say it's humans, dolphins, chimps, and pigs. And when it comes to playing video games, pigs beat the chimps. And so here we're being told, oh, have fun, go kill your own pig. You know, if you
5: substitute the word dog for the word pig, people would be marching in the street.
4: Plus it would be illegal. Yes. Because you you can't kill dogs, but but you can kill pigs. And then it gets all into this convoluted idea. I know there are a lot of people, a lot of thoughtful people who have really put some mindfulness into their choices. And they say, well, if I'm going to eat pork anyway, I'm going to kill it myself. It's honest, and it's fresh, and it was raised on a family farm, and what's wrong with that? I don't know. To me... The idea of killing somebody breaks my heart. I also understand that if you're going to eat it anyway, maybe it's less of a karmic load to do it yourself than have somebody else do it for you. I guess for me it boils down to really understanding
5: that we don't really need to eat these animals. I mean, if we were in a situation where we wouldn't thrive as human beings without eating animals, we may be able to consider the option of, either killing them yourself or having someone kill them, animals for you. But given that nutritionally we don't need them, killing something just for our sense of taste or convenience seems like a luxury that we can't afford karmically, environmentally, um, or if we want to evolve spiritually,
4: well, you know that I agree with you, and we'd love to hear with you all listening if you want to weigh in on this, 888-558-6489. You know it also brings up the the charity thing and, and the what kind of world we want to create because we've talked about we do want to support local businesses – but we don't want to support this. I remember the first time I ran into this, I was in my 20s working for a magazine in Kansas City. And everybody donated every year to the United Way. So I did research to see if any of that money would go to to uh, concerns that tested on animals. And I found that, indeed, at least at that time, I don't know what's going on with the United Way in Kansas City now. But then some of the money went to research on animals. And I'm not opposed to medical research, but there is plenty of medical research that is not done on animals. Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine has information on that. So I told them at the office that I was not going to give to the United Way, but that I would take that same amount of money and give it to some other charity. The woman in HR, older lady who'd been with this magazine her whole life, cried because her great pride in life, was 100% United Way support. So we figured out a way that my donation was earmarked so that it only went to human services, social services, and, and didn't go to support the the animal testing. But it's funny. You can make yourself a pariah.
5: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's really hard to find out which products you can buy, which companies to support, It almost takes a PhD in shopping to find out where to spend your money so that you're not supporting. Um, organizations or systems that, you know, ethically you don't believe in. Yeah,
4: that's a great line you just said, a PhD in shopping, especially because one of our guests today is going to be Jill Pyle from VeganCuts.com, which is a great shopping site for vegans and people who want to buy some vegan stuff. So that's going to be fun coming up. We'll also have later on Dr. Eleanor Eleanor Feldman-Barbera, who is an expert on elder care. And she was also recently struck vegan. What does that mean? I don't know, but we'll find out (laughs) in the third segment. So let's see. I've got some other stuff that I just want to let people know about. Um, My lovely daughter and erstwhile co-host Adair Moran and my son-in-law Nicholas are in a Christmas carol. With a wonderful, wonderful English character actor. This is such a great production. And that is for anybody in the New York City area at the Chain Theater in Long Island City. So check that out Chain Theater, and it's spelled T R E, the English way, dot O R G, Chain Theater dot O R G. Great play to put everybody in the Christmas spirit. And speaking of things that are entertaining and artistic, we just heard a really great song.
5: Yes, we did. Um, on Victoria's site, Main Street Vegan. Dot com Net. Dot net, Yeah, sorry. somebody's
4: got the dot com, and they're not even using it. Oh. I know, it's too bad, because I have the trademark. You should find them. I did. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes people just like hanging on. So, whatever. I'm Mainstreetvegan.net. And if you go there and you click on MSV Productions, you'll read about Miss Liberty, our wonderful screenplay uh, for a family feature film about a cow who escapes from a slaughterhouse. And you can hear... The wonderful, wonderful song from um, from our good friend out there in Overland Park, Kansas, Doctor Daniel Redwood. That is a sanctuary song. And um, say some prayers that Miss Liberty turn into a movie in this coming year. Let's envision Miss Liberty on the big screen. Yahoo! We need that. And then coming up in January, for all of you out there in internet radio land, I'm going to be around and about and would love to see you guys, Unity people in Dallas. I will be at one of your fabulous Unity churches. You've got so many of them. The one where I will be on the 20th of November is uh, Dallas Unity at 6525 Forest Lane. I'll be doing both of the Sunday morning services and also work shop in the afternoon. I've also got a couple of things happening in New York City. Then there's the New You New Year New You Festival in Marshall, Texas. I'm doing a, a food demo in Pasadena, California, and I'll also be in South Florida in Miami and Boca Raton with Earthsave. So if you go to the mainstreetvegan.net site and look on the calendar, you can find out where I'll be and we can get together and hang out and talk about all kinds of things. So we are going to be breaking here in just a minute for our first commercial, I started to say interruption, that's not the right word, commercial enlightenment, and then we will be back with two fabulous guests right here on Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
3: daily word inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy prosperous and meaningful lives
0: my mind and body are in an ongoing conversation my body responds to my thoughts and my mind continually receives messages from my body especially when something is out of order however i am more than mind and body i am created in the image and likeness of god I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God Mind, body,
3: and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com.
0: Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. I'm Victoria Moran, and I am here with Alicia Leeds Myers. And we are about to welcome our wonderful first guest. Her name is Jill Pyle, and she is co-founder of VeganCuts.com. If you like to shop, if you like to save money, if you like to learn about wonderful Fabulous products and never have to leave your desk. Vegancuts.com is for you. Jill spends her days seeking out new vegan products and savings to pass along to wonderful shoppers like maybe those of you listening. Welcome, Jill. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being with us. And also thank you for this wonderful, wonderful site. It does such a service. I want to talk about one of the products that's featured right now simply because I just think it is the best edible thing that exists on the planet. That is my opinion. These are JEM, J-E-M, raw chocolate nut butters. Now, I found out about these because one of our students from Main Street Vegan Academy, our, our June class, brought me some of these as a, a gift. And she lives in Oregon, where, where these nut butters come from. She actually uh, knows the owner of, of the company for a long time. You know, and I thought, well, this is nice, you know, nut butter, that's good. And then I tasted it. It was like... Changed everything you know if if the angels in heaven make nut butter it's like this it's not only the the flavor but it's the texture you know how you put nut butter in the refrigerator and it gets all hard and breaks the bread it doesn't do that it's this mystical quality like woven on a golden loom i mean this stuff is beyond belief and if anybody is listening who is getting a Christmas present from me this year, it will probably be these things. So now you know.
6: So, <laughs> well, I'm glad you feel that strongly about Jem because they're also a personal favorite of mine, and it really is a magical experience to go through a jar of jam Nut Butter. And it can happen quite fast if you're not careful. Um, you may never even get it onto that bread. If you have a spoon or a finger handy, it might just <laughs> disappear um yeah it's absolutely one of my favorite products on the site and i I couldn't recommend it highly enough to be
4: honest oh now but your site lest anyone wonder is not just food it is all kinds of stuff so so tell us all about vegan cuts how did it get started what is it and why should we be shopping there
6: so as you said vegan cuts it's more than about food it's about what we try to do is actually curate products for the vegan lifestyle and for me, personally, I really like all of the non-food stuff that we sell because I think a lot of times that's an overlooked part of veganism. People It takes a while for them to nail down the food and the diet part of eating vegan, but there's this whole other element to the vegan lifestyle, which is shopping vegan, so making sure your body care and your, and your clothing and your accessories are vegan-friendly as well. So we absolutely try to sell a wide range of products. The site was started about a year and eight months ago. It's a project that I started with my husband, John. We're both vegan, and we really just wanted a site that brought together a whole bunch of really interesting, exciting new products people hadn't heard of before that were all vegan and be able to offer them at great prices to the community because a lot of the time, uh, vegan products get a wrap for being really expensive. And sometimes when there's a higher price point involved, people hesitate to try them out. So we try to offer introductory prices so that people are enticed to try something new. And, for example, if they try something like that gem nut butter, even if it's a little bit more expensive than what they would pay for conventional nut butter, they end up realizing why it's a little more expensive because there's a whole new level of quality that comes with a product like that.
5: Oh, there's no question. Jill, do you try to source companies that produce only vegan products, or do you also use companies that produce non-vegan items as well?
6: So I get a lot of questions about that, actually, and I think it's a really important point. We actually make a conscious choice to work with companies who are not 100% vegan because my personal opinion is that if you support companies who are trying to expand their vegan offerings, maybe like a skincare or a makeup company that has some items that are vegan and some items that are not vegan, if you support a company like that and you show them how high the demand is for cruelty-free vegan products, then they're encouraged to sell more and to make more. So we absolutely work with both 100% vegan companies and companies that have lines that have some items that are not vegan, but we only sell 100% vegan products on the website, of course.
4: So how do you pick the products?
6: Um, I pick the products. I will. I think finding the products is the fun part. And we, of course, don't get to sell all of the products that we find, but I spent a lot of time looking for new and exciting vegan products, and there's a couple different sources that I go to to find them. Uh, vegfests are absolutely a great place. To discover vegan products because they often will draw in small local vendors who are just starting up and who maybe have a really special product that isn't well known or marketed online yet. And um, we also pay really close attention to what bloggers are writing about and what our vegan our personal vegan friends are saying about new products so that we can uncover some hidden gems out there because That's really one of the big focuses of our site is to find products that we hope you haven't heard of before and introduce you to them.
5: What are some of your hottest sellers?
6: Our hottest sellers? Well, right now we're in the holiday season, so people are definitely thinking about gift-giving. And we have some really neat uh, products for a whole bunch of different kinds of people. Like We have some really exciting kids stuff, that I think is really neat. We have um, a board game that has a theme about animals and compassion, and that's called Fur and Feathers. And we have a book called Stephen the Vegan, which is a book that talks about how kids can explain their veganism to friends, even at a really young age. So uh, having things like that makes me really happy because for a long time it seems like there was nothing for vegan children or for people to explain veganism to children. And then we have, like, some things that have just been so popular this season. We have a kombucha starter kit so people can start making kombucha at home. That's been really popular Um, and a a really, really neat gift. Gem raw butters have absolutely been flying off the shelves recently, and our our snack boxes have been quite popular as holiday gifts. So just recently in September we launched the Vegan Cut Snack Box, So that's a box of goodies delivered to subscribers once a month, and it's $19, and it basically is a great way to introduce yourself to new vegan brands. And just at a really low price point and something that, you know, who doesn't love a surprise in the mail once a month? So if you subscribe to our snack box or if you buy it as a gift for someone, they'll have a little surprise each month, and they'll get to try out some new vegan stuff. And it's really quite a wide range of products that gets in there, everything from, like, vegan gummy candies to reusable glass straws to chocolate. Um, So it's always something fun and different each month.
5: I really love that. It's sort of like the fruit of the month club. Yeah. It's, it's like the vegan of the the vegan treat of the month. Yeah, club. of yeah. course, fr-
4: fruit of the month would be <laughs> vegan too. Sometimes <laughs> I think we forget. Um, that's very cool, and I like the idea. You know, people that are just open and, and, and enjoy food, even if they're not going to become vegan, when they eat those snacks, they're not eating the other ones, at least right then. So it's right, absolutely putting a little bit more kindness out into the world. So where can people find
6: you? So our main website is vegancuts.com. And, of course, we're on all the fun social channels like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest. If you search for Vegan Cuts, you'll find us. And I actually, just before I got on the phone with you, set up a special coupon code for anyone who's listening. You can save 10% at vegancuts.com with the code VICTORIA.
4: Wow.
6: It's a bit easy. Um And, yeah, we're very active on all those social channels, too. So if anyone ever has questions or feedback or ideas about the kinds of products that we should feature, they can get in touch with us easily through there.
4: So what do you say to the people who are anti-shoppers, that shopping is a bad thing and we shouldn't be doing it?
6: Well, I think that you ha- everyone's going to shop a little bit. Maybe some people think that they don't need to shop a lot or that there's too much shopping happening during Christmas, which I tend to agree with, actually. I'm, I try to avoid the malls at this time of year for sure. But I think that if you are going to shop or if you are going to give a gift, it's a great idea to do that with compassion and to choose a vegan option. Even if you're gifting to someone who isn't vegan, like maybe you're going to buy your mom. Something like a skincare product or gift basket for Christmas. Well, you could do that and give her a cruelty-free vegan skincare basket at Christmas, um, and she she would not even know the difference necessarily. And and in that kind of scenario, you're supporting a company that has made a conscious decision to make vegan products. And when you support vegan businesses, you're supporting the whole vegan community. You're making it a more approachable lifestyle. So I think that shopping is. You know, you don't want to do too much of it, but when you do do it, you just want to support the right kind of companies and vote with your dollars so we have more of these great vegan businesses continuing to start up and offer great products.
4: I completely agree with you. One of the things that we do in Main Street Vegan Academy is take a field trip to Vogue Couture, the wonderful coat company in, in Brooklyn, and speak with uh, Leanne Hillgarth, the designer there. And she has such a beautiful way of talking about that having a vegan business is saving animals and changing the world just the way starting a nonprofit or, or giving money to a nonprofit does that. And like you say, we're going to be buying some stuff. It's, it's, we're not just all going out and picking our own fruit and <laughs> doing everything from the land. And so to be able to, to shop and support these wonderful companies is just so exciting. So what's on your Christmas list? If you could have stuff from Vegan Cuts right now, what would you be getting?
6: Me personally?
4: Personally.
6: Um, just well, in case somebody's listening who has you I'm on the list. I'm very spoiled. I'm very spoiled because I have a lot of the products that are on Vegan Cuts or I've tried a lot of the products that are on Vegan Cuts just to you know make sure they're 100% awesome because otherwise they'd never be on the same. Um But... I would honestly say back to the Gem Nut Butters, they're a high, high on the list of being a favorite. Um, I also really like another healthy whole food raw organic treat from Emmy's Organics. They have a macaroon sampler that's on our site, which is, they're also super yummy. Um, what else? I'm just browsing through here. We we have so much good stuff. But, like I personally salivate when I'm looking at my own website. Like right now, I'm looking at the Pacific Northwest kale chips and dreaming about Portland and how tasty those are.
4: Okay, oh, um, ca- kale chips are are just. I mean, they, they've made green the sexiest color on the planet.
6: Yeah, I it's- think 2012 was the year of the kale chip. I just yeah. To a friend. <laughs> But it, um sorry, go ahead.
4: I was just going to say and it just might carry over to 2013.
6: Let's hope so. Oh, absolutely. It's just getting started. <laughs> um, but I think really the, the best gift like if you if you couldn't choose or if you weren't sure what someone wanted, I think that the snack box um, is a personal favorite of mine too because everyone loves mail and surprises and trying new things. Yeah, at least like everybody I know. So that's a really easy inexpensive Fun gift that you can give to yourself or to anyone on the list, really.
4: So, what are some of the skincare and, and uh, cosmetic products that you like?
6: So, we actually have a really tight selection of skincare because there are so many, and I personally am kind of picky, I guess, when it comes to skincare because I really look for ultra high quality, natural. Skincare brands. So, one of the skincare brands that have kind of met that criteria for me is Sprout Skincare. And they're a Brooklyn based company run by this adorable couple who just melts my heart every time I see stuff from them online. Um, And they make all of their skincare with like five ingredients or less. So, to me, that is really the epitome of like all natural, handmade, vegan, cruelty free skincare something that is just simple but effective so I can't I like really 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 enjoy using anything by Sprout especially their lip balms we have a beautiful lip balm slide on the site that makes a really nice gift that has their four flavors and of course being vegan that option is made without these wax so right that's one thing that sneaks into a lot of lip balms unfortunately
4: well, you are actually impressing our engineer, Jeff, who I think sometimes just tries to see how far he can push me by eating his gummy bears on the Skype when I'm looking at his face for an hour. And he has now texted, vegan gummy candies. Sounds interesting. Mm, the yeah. macaroons look enticing. Hail Mary macaroons. They've just about gotten me to pull out my wallet and order some. Oh my goodness! Whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's a Christmas. long text for
6: Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> that's a long text. Yeah, but uh, he okay. fits really oh, well, well actually, he really because so we well. do have some vegan gummies on the site, so gummies that are made without gelatin. Yeah, which is one of those sneaky ingredients that gets into a lot of candy. And right now, on our main promotion at the moment, actually, is from Hail Mary on their macarons, so you can buy ten bags, five chocolate, five blonde, of their macaroons for $29, including shipping, which is about 50% off. And then those actually make fantastic gifts or, like, super easy things to take to a potluck or, like, a fancy dinner that you're having if you want to give out a couple treats to people. So, yeah. I think almost everything on the site is gift-worthy, actually, because we just try to pick things that are special. Even if it's nut butter, it could still be a gift because it's the special version of nut butter.
5: Yes. Jen, how soon should people be ordering if they want to be looking for Christmas
6: gifts? Sorry, I didn't hear the first part of your question.
5: How soon should people place their orders if they want things to be shipped in time for Christmas?
6: So we actually just added a feature to the site today that has the individual shipping deadlines for all of our vendors because we don't have a warehouse. We partner with all of these different companies and they ship directly to our customers. So right now, if you go on any product page, right below the Add to Cart button, you'll see the deadline. And the deadlines start as early as December 9th and go all the way out to December 17th. So as long as you're shopping with us before the 17th, there'll be something for you. And our snap boxes are estimated to ship on the 20th of December. So even if you order up until like the 19th of December, there'll be something there for you.
4: And if you use the coupon code Victoria, you can save 10%. Yeah, how often awesome so, is that? Not often. <laughs> that's, Why not, that's right? That's exciting and wonderful. So Jill, tell us your vision. How do you want to see this world 30 years from now?
6: Oh, well, that's a very big question. Of course, I want an all-vegan world, but I'm not sure that we'll get there within 30 years. Um, But my vision for Vegan Cuts is, um, like, really about supporting the growth of vegan businesses. So a lot of the businesses that we work with are small. They don't have marketing budgets. Some of them don't have a website, or if they do have a website, not a very fancy website. And our goal is really to partner with vegan businesses to give them more of an audience and more of a demand for their products so that they can grow and so that we can have more vegan businesses in the world and successful, awesome vegan businesses in the world, which will, I'm hoping and I think, will just spread the vegan message and help that grow as a lifestyle. I love it. I love
5: it, too. And, you know, the more businesses grow, the more people who are vegan actually get to work in businesses that, that are in line with their lifestyle as well. So that's a wonderful vision.
6: Thank you. I mean, I, I think that it's really beautiful because I, I'm in a, I think we're in a time now where a lot of entrepreneurs are spreading up. And a lot of people who are vegan who want to be entrepreneurs are choosing to create vegan businesses which I think is the most amazing thing ever. And I really am a big promoter of the idea that your dream job probably doesn't exist as, like, as an off-the-shelf kind of job, but that you can create your dream job. So I've created my dream job where now I get to spend all of my time talking with vegan businesses and looking for vegan businesses, trying new products, and helping these businesses grow.
4: Oh, that's beautiful.
6: Other other people can do that, too. Anyone can do that.
4: Amen. And you've done a beautiful job of it. Thank you so much, Jill, for spending this time for us. Check out vegancuts.com and use that 10% off code VICTORIA. Mm -hmm. And be back with us after these messages for more of Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio.
3: amazon.com or your favorite bookseller
1: have you heard about dr tom shepard's new program on unity online radio tom
2: shepard isn't he the unity magazine question and answer guy
1: right well they've actually turned him loose with a radio show and i hear it's going to be pretty edgy edgy like what guest panelists and students from unity institute and seminary topics like abortion gay marriage war and peace environmental issues islamic fundamentalism universal health care religion and politics current events
2: yeah but they'll all be unity people right
1: Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today. Sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? better he's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it this could get
2: explosive does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the
1: fights (laughs) if i know dr tom he will keep it both friendly and spirited whoa i gotta hear this when and where the program is called let's talk about it and it's on every thursday at 9 a.m central time only on unity online radio so let's talk about it
2: Definitely, let's.
3: Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran.
4: Thanks, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. I'm Victoria Moran. I am here with Alicia Leeds Myers and our next wonderful guest, Dr. Eleanor Barbera. She is the author of The Savvy Residence Guide. Everything you wanted to know about your nursing home stay, but were afraid to ask. She's a consulting psychologist and speaker on psychology, aging, and nursing homes. Her website is MyBetterNursingHome.com. She's on Twitter at Dr. L. That's Dr. E. L. And her book is available on Amazon. And today, the Kindle version is free. Until Midnight Pacific Time via Amazon. That's cool. Welcome, Dr. Barbera. How are you?
7: Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
4: Well, it is wonderful, wonderful to have you on. The reason that I wanted to have you on, number one, your book is absolutely wonderful, I know it is not specifically vegan, but it is specifically compassionate. And the thing that I like most about it is that the Savvy Residence Guide is written to the resident. It's written to the person who is going into long-term care. Although it's great for the relatives, it helped me a lot because my mother-in-law is looking at going into long-term care. I'm really happy that I read the book. But you actually wrote it, not for me, but for her. And that just shows what a compassionate person you are. I think so many people write off people when they get past a certain age. Do you see that?
7: Well, I think a lot of people are very afraid of nursing homes and afraid of aging. But since I work in nursing homes and I talk to older people all the time, I I, um, wanted to reach them and and, and I see them as, Full and complete beings, not at all to be written off, to be written
4: two and four. I love that. I was raised by a grandmother-aged person, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here talking to you today on the radio. I certainly wouldn't be on the Unity FM station if she hadn't introduced me to unity, which was not something that my parents would have done. I remember being a candy striper at a hospital as a little kid and everybody volunteered for pediatrics and I was the only one who volunteered for geriatrics. It didn't make any sense to me that nobody wanted to get in on the beauty and the wisdom of people who'd been around a while.
7: I totally agree and I feel like I'm so lucky that I get to work with older folks for so many years because it's helped me and and taught me so much. I feel it's it's a real gift to me.
4: So why did you include the voices of the residents in the book?
7: Well, when I talk to residents in the nursing homes, they're often pretty isolated and they feel like they're the only ones that have gone through what they're experiencing. And so... um, they might talk to me about it, but they're not necessarily talking to the other residents. And so having the voices of the residents within the book gives them a peer group that they can um, relate to and read about in their rooms without having to take the uh, risk of talking to somebody in the next room right there on the floor. I brought the, I brought the other residents to them. You
5: know, Eleanor, in reading your book, I felt like you had spoken to my grandmother. I mean, you really have um, been able to so eloquently write the voice of the residents in this book. It's really a beautiful book.
7: Thank
4: you. So how can can this book help family members? I think so many people are looking at a, a parent, a grandparent who's about to take this step and it's it's just hard for everybody involved.
7: It's a very hard step to, to make, and people don't do it until usually they're forced into it, and so and it's often a pretty sudden decision. So um, most people are unprepared. People don't want to think about nursing homes until they're they have to. So the book. The, well it's written for the residents it's large print it's um very user friendly a lot of humor in there um, it, for families it's a way of finding out what happens in a nursing home what the what goes on it answers a lot of questions about how things work in a pretty simple way and uh, it also gives family members an idea of what their relatives might be worrying about that they might not necessarily be telling them because I find when I talk to residents, they'll sometimes tell me things that they, they don't want to worry their children about. So it's kind of an interview of what's going on for the residents.
4: Now, the book is The Savvy Residence Guide by Dr. Eleanor Barbera. It is available on Amazon.com. And if you want the Kindle version and you order, Tonight, this is December 5th, 2012, for those listening live, the Kindle version is absolutely free until midnight Pacific time. Can't get better than that. So, Eleanor, I think as a vegan, I like to think that I'm sort of invincible, but I know nobody's invincible regardless of what we eat or how we live. We can hedge our bets. So what happens if somebody who's a vegan is, needs to go into long-term care. This seems like an area that hasn't been addressed much.
7: It really hasn't, and I did think you might ask me this question. And so I would suggest if somebody was vegan and they were going into a nursing home, that they talk to the dietitian about how to get the foods that they want to eat. And maybe they could get, uh, maybe a relative can order them some food from the uh, website of the previous guest and have them in goodies sent in. And, um, you know, I think that uh, a lot of the uh, dietitians are there really to help meet the needs of the residents and that they'll, they'll help accommodate preferences. And on a hopeful note, I will say that a friend of mine is a dietary director and he is vegan. So i for sure he would be very sympathetic to the cause.
4: Oh, that's exciting. May he be cloned. Now, speaking of vegans, you yourself were struck vegan not all that long ago. Do you want to tell us how that happened?
7: Sure. Well, as you know, I went to hear you speak about your book, and I remember... You know, you asked people who were here because they were vegan or thinking about vegan and who was here just to support me and I could have written about anything. And I raised my hand at that point because you could have been talking about anything, Victoria. I would have come to hear you speak. But as I was listening, I started hearing all the things that you were saying about what was happening with the animals and about the health issues and the environment. And I just thought by the end of it, I thought, you know, I don't really need to eat any of those things. (laughs) And then I just stopped. And so when I came home, my husband said to me, what happened? You were only gone for a few hours. And (laughs) he was the one who said I was struck vegan. And it really was like that. I was just as surprised as anyone else. I had absolutely no intention of becoming vegan when I went to hear you that day.
4: Well, I remember the email that you sent, I guess, the next day. You said, I went to your book signing as a contented omnivore, and I walked out as, I think you might have said, a reluctant vegan, some kind of
7: vegan. Something like that, right. Well, it has yes. been. Well, it's been, it's been since May, and, and it's been great. You know what the thing that really surprised me the most What's was it? that I felt so much better, and I wasn't feeling bad before. <laughs> So I didn't know that I wasn't, that I could feel that good. So uh, that was, you know, really quite a bonus. You know, and well, the other thing, that. you know, when when you think about health things, like because a lot of people think when they're eating that, um, you know, this might happen or that might happen if I don't eat properly. But I work in a nursing home and I see people who, haven't eaten properly. And so it's not an abstract concept that some, you know, that you might get diabetes or think you know you might have problems. I see the problems that might have pushed me over also maybe more than the average listener.
5: I love that you said that you feel so much better and you weren't feeling bad to begin with because I think one of the things that happened for me when I became vegan was I realized that there's a difference between living and thriving. And eating a vegan diet really pushes you over the top in terms of not just not getting those diseases that you're speaking about, but actually thriving and feeling vibrant every single day.
7: Absolutely. Yeah, it's been great. I wouldn't go back.
4: Well, I think so many people still have this old-fashioned idea that health is just not being sick. Sure, I'm healthy. I didn't go to the doctor today. I mean, I might feel rotten, but not enough to go to the doctor. That's not health. That's surviving, barely.
7: Mm-hmm. So, well, a- I, I think for, for me, I, I felt good. But what I didn't realize was that I could feel so much better. And I thought that I was eating a healthy diet, but now I'm eating much more healthful.
5: Now, how is that working out with your husband? Is, was he struck vegan as well?
7: He has not yet been struck vegan. <laughs> uh, it doesn't look like it's coming down the pike anytime soon, but um, you never know. It, so, we, we but it's working a, a, out okay.
4: We had a guest a few weeks ago, Ann Dinshaw, who's written a book called Dating Vegans, and she's just talking about all the various permutations of, of people whose partner becomes vegan, becomes vegetarian, doesn't do anything, or maybe won't bring meat into the house, and they negotiate the kissing after meat-eating. I mean, it's just really interesting how it works. And I think when the basis is love for all concerned, you just work it out.
7: Yeah, so, well, you know, uh, it's uh, I keep the focus on me. I'm going to do what I need to do for me, and, you know, who knows what will happen down the road. Yeah, well,
4: I think it's wonderful to just be a light, you know, just be an example. When you talk about how good you feel, that also translates into how good you look and, and that energy, people can see that. And I find for me speaking of getting older, the older I get, the more impressive it is that I still have energy. Now, when I was 30 and had energy, nobody said, look at her, she's a vegan. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, it. it It helps to just stick it out. So, Eleanor, tell us about your spiritual connection and how that comes through in your work and your various life choices.
7: Well, it's interesting because I wasn't really raised with a formal religious education. And so I consider that a boon in a certain way which is because I work, a lot of the nursing homes that I've worked in, people are from all over the world and all different states. I'm not um, wedded to a particular faith, so I'm quite open to all different forms of spirituality, and and, um, it's very interesting to me to hear about the different religions. And um, so when people ask me what religion I am, I just say I'm spiritual and not religious. And um, and you know, working in nursing homes, we often talk about the end of life, and so I often have conversations about dying and what people believe. And um, it's I feel like in some ways it's made me very much more aware that uh, we have limited time here, and um, so sometimes I'm in a rush. Because I don't know when I'm going to go and I have a lot of things I want to do. <laughs> and so I wonder when I'm 84 and in my nursing home room, am I going to say, wow, you sure did get a lot done, L. <laughs> Good work. Or am I going to say, what was I rushing for? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know when I'm, when I'm 84 if I'm lucky enough to make it to my nursing home room at that time.
4: Well, you're vegan now, so maybe you'll never be in a nursing home room. uh, My favorite vegan longevity story, and there are certainly plenty of them, but the father of the founder of the American Vegan Society died at the age of 96 by falling out of an apple tree. Now, I know that we've <laughs> talked before about, you know, everybody's Uncle Leroy that smoked two packs a day and, you know, kept a flask in his pocket. He also fell off an apple tree at 96. But this man, when I think about what's possible for somebody living a healthy vegetarian lifestyle, it, it hedges the bets for sure. So the book, again, is The Savvy Residence Guide, Everything You Wanted to Know About Your Nursing Home Stay But Were Afraid to Ask by Dr. Eleanor Barbera. That is available on Amazon.com. You can also find Eleanor at MyBetterNursingHome.com. And you've got a fabulous blog that people rave about. Is that on the website as well?
7: Yes, you can uh, go to the website and there's a page for the blog, and you can read all sorts of things about nursing homes and how to thrive there.
4: Okay, and what's your favorite vegan dish?
7: Oh, that's a tough question, but I have to say that I'm I'm very um, I always we always went for dumplings every Friday night, and I've switched to uh, vegetarian dumplings, and they're delicious.
4: Oh, they really are. You know, I never had dumplings, Asian dumplings. I mean, I had country dumplings, but wonderful Asian dumplings. I never had them until I stopped eating meat, so the vegetable ones are the only ones I know about.
5: And going vegan sometimes is a whole new world of food that you didn't even know existed. People think it's about giving something up, but it's usually about adding more in.
7: Absolutely, and I started uh, having green smoothies, which are pretty, well... But I'm experimenting, so sometimes they're awesome, and sometimes I have to add a lot of chocolate powder into them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Honesty is such a great quality, and no wonder you feel so good. Green smoothies will do it for you. Well, we are just about out of time, so thank you so much, Dr. Eleanor Barbera of the Savvy Residence Guide and MyBetterNursingHome.com. Thank you, Alicia Leeds Myers. Thank you for inviting me yet again. Always wonderful to have you. And we will see you here next week, same time, on Unity FM Radio. This is Main Street Vegan, and you have been listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. God bless, and eat your veggies.
2: Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
0: According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened.
3: This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Cattuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity.
2: Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week
3: Feel undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
6: Do you ever
5: feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the MindBodySpirit.fm Podcast Network. And wherever you get your podcasts, let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.